welcome back. Uh, I thought it'd be good to do a quick tips and traps um, podcast on business models, business types, I should say. Um, I get asked quite a lot about the structure of companies and businesses and which one's best. And I have a particular view on it, as you as you might not be surprised to learn, um, that uh, companies are by far the best business uh, structure you can have and I want to explain why but before I do that I need to explain the different types of business um, setups now I'm from Australia so I'm working on the Australian model but this is also very British and a lot of what I'm about to say applies to the American um, structure of business types as well um, and you might find that some of the other countries around the world have the same but I think the principles across them all will be there uh, in any country. So I want to discount two straight away. So basically you have sole proprietors, you've got partnerships, you've got companies, you've got trusts and what are called public limited companies, which is a variant of a company. Now I'm just going to discount trusts and PLCs, public limited companies, straight away just because they don't generally fit the model for screen printers, unless you're an extremely large screen printer. So trusts tend to be, um, they are legally businesses as such, but they don't generally function as businesses. So their entity type is like a business with a bunch of people that have a common interest and to some extent a common ownership and can benefit from it but generally trusts are around putting um, assets that can be managed whether they're cash or physical capital assets into a legal body for tax purposes so they're not great instruments for running a business um, so I'm just discounting them straight away the other one that I've discounted there is the public limited company um, not because it isn't an important business model uh, business structure it is but it's where a business a company becomes um, listed on the stock market it goes through what's called an IPO initial public offering and offers public shares of of its entity uh, for people to buy into um, on the market and generally that's for very large corporates um, and I've no doubt that there are screen print businesses that are PLCs uh, big enough to to do that but there probably aren't that many of them so I'm just discounting that one straight away which leaves us with three basic models and it's if you're starting your own screen print business or perhaps you've already started and you're wondering did I choose the right model I'm hoping that this little pod will uh, explain uh, what works and what doesn't work if you're in one and you don't want to be in that structure uh, you can usually change to a different one. Some directions of change are easier than others, and I'll explain that. So discounting PLCs and trusts is basically three main types of business structure. One is the sole proprietor. The next is the a partnership model, where there's a number of partners involved. And the third one is the company. And I'll just explain the differences between those for a second and then um, help you understand why I think company structures are the best. 
a sole proprietor is a business that has a sole owner. That is to say, an individual um, working on their own. They might have employees or subcontract to others, but the entity isn't a separate body to the person. That sounds a bit convoluted, but what it literally means is if you are a sole proprietor, the business is yours and you are the business. There's ostensibly no distinction between those two. You own the business, you run the business, and you are the business. The buck, as they say, stops with you as a sole proprietor because it's you. So you, let's say you 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 earn a hundred thousand dollars or hundred thousand whatever's a year, and you um, put that into your bank account and you paid yourself out of that and paid the bills and everything. <clears throat> the money that you earn in that single account is what you're going to get taxed on. That's to say the money that you take for yourself is what you're going to get taxed on because the business is you and you're the business. For the company you have or a partnership, you have a separate bank account that's not um, listed against a, a person per se, but against a, a company. And I'll come on to that. Um, there are real benefits of going for sole proprietor um, or sole trader, it's sometimes called in other countries. Um, those benefits, I think, are quite limited. But the first thing to say about being a sole proprietor is it's real quick and easy to set up. In the case of Australia, you get a tax file number for you as a business. <coughs> Excuse me, and you set up a bank account. And basically, that's it. You're running. You, you, you'll need a GST number if you earn more than, I think, it's seventy or 80000 a month uh, a year. But... That's basically it. You can then get on and advertise and market and do sales and whatever it is you're, you're set up to do and start bringing the money into that business. It's very quick. It's very clean. It's very simple. From a tax accounting perspective, um, you're not going to get hit with company tax because you're not a company. You don't have to um, pay, let me get this correct, super, but it's obviously wise to do that you have to take care of your own super because you're sole proprietor if you're a company you have to pay the super for all the employees so it's quick it's easy it's manageable and um you can migrate to another model from that quite easily so you might go from being a sole trader to being a company and we call it incorporating incorporating um the business as an entity the um so it's it's a good one but the mistake a lot of people make with a sole proprietor is that they start earning money and they put that money into the bank and they assume it's their money and you will find that the government generally believe that some of that money is theirs in the form of taxation so being able to manage your income what you actually take out of that account to spend on yourself or your mortgage or your food or your family or whatever it is, your own life, um, you will be taxed upon that. And so you need to be aware of how to manage those accounts well. Um, not too too hard, but a lot of people set up and they just think, great, I've got 100 grand in the bank, that's all mine. No, it isn't. A large chunk of it, depending on uh, your tax uh, uh, liabilities, 
will need to go to the government. So don't go spending all your money. It's always wise to work out what you think you owe in tax and put that into a separate account if you're running as a, a sole trader. The And I've run sole traders in the past, not for a long time, but uh, um, like I say, they're easy to set up and get going. The next one I want to talk about straight away is partnerships. Now, I have a personal um, disdain for partnerships, uh, mostly because they seem, at least to me, to seldom work as partnerships. <laughs> uh, when you when you have a partner, it, it sort of sounds initially or immediately like everybody is on the same level, on the same footing, and has equal rights to everything. And a partnership certainly tries to do that to some degree. But the reality of business, like so many things, is it isn't equal. It's never equal. And so I don't like partnerships because often there's grave misunderstandings. And I've had a couple of these in the past where um, the expectations of a job or the financials or the market, whatever it is around the business, um, have not been well enough defined in a partnership. Sometimes partnerships happen through friendships or through family or marital relationships, those sorts of things. And um, they can work. Obviously, they can work. They exist. But my experience of them is they often break down. And there's this sense of, but I'm a partner in the in the business. And, and you know, I should have an equal say or I should be able to direct completely uh, where this, this business is going. Now, partnerships do work really well in particular sectors, in management consulting, in accountancy firms, uh, legal firms. You'll have uh, partners, you'll have a lot of partners, often who buy into the business as, as their portfolio increases and they mature in experience and age. And those kind of larger partnerships tend to work, I think, in, in my um, experience. But smaller partnerships where there's one two or three people i don't personally feel it's a, a good business structure where the dynamic and the competencies and skills of each partner are very different um because you kind of have to all steer the boat at the same time and you know that that doesn't always work um in fact probably doesn't work at all now i think about it so anyway, that's my little view on partnerships. And I I wouldn't go near one for love nor money um, based on experience of that. But you know already that I think company structures are the best. I know company structures can be somewhat daunting for some people. Like to have a company rather than a business um, is quite a big thing. But it shouldn't be something you should be daunted by if you understand more about what a company is. And as I've already said, some people start as a sole proprietor and then they incorporate, they turn that business into a company. So what's the major difference between the, all the ones I've mentioned and a company? Well, it's simply this. A company is a legal entity on its own. Um, if you're a sole proprietor, you're a legal entity because you are a legal entity. That's to say, you are the one accountable for the business. But in the case of a company, the company is the thing that's accountable for the business. Now, it might sound a bit odd, but let me try and um, pull that apart a little bit more. 
another way of saying it would be that a company has its own legal rights and it employs people so if if you run a company if you run a sole proprietor and you do some work for someone let's say under contract then it's you that's under contract in the case of a company it isn't the individual that's under contract it's the company itself because it's a legal entity all of its own one of the great things about that is it brings a certain amount of liability protection to its employees we call this limited liability so i don't know if you're running a business and you discover um that something has gone wrong and and somebody externally wants to sue you they have to sue the company which to a degree protects you as a director as a shareholder as an employee i say to a degree because obviously there are elements where um you know you shouldn't have protection if you do something illegal um the company could well be sued for it and um, shut down but the person that perpetrated a crime which is what illegal means of course um, will also be pursued so it doesn't protect you entirely otherwise everybody would be running a, a company but certainly it protects you from a lot of um other kind of commercial challenges that you may face so if you ever do get sued it's unlikely that you'll be sued but the company will be sued because it's a legal entity all of it its own uh, another benefit for running a company is it accrues its own value so um if you think back to sole proprietor again imagine that you're uh, well stick to screen printing you're you're buying equipment so you're buying a press you're buying a dryer buying flash dryers you might be buying stock screens ink etc another benefit of running a company is that it accrues value um, if you think of the kind of things that you purchase as a screen printer when you're getting going you might buy a press or hopefully buy a press um, a tunnel dryer a flash you might buy stock screens ink squeegees all the things that you would buy some of which are consumables but others are what we call fixed assets they're kind of like products big heavy products that aren't going that are going to last a long time in the case of a sole proprietor that just belongs to you as an individual it doesn't belong to the company because there isn't one it's just you <laughs> but when you're in a company those assets belong to the company and that allows the company this separate entity to accrue value separate to all its employees it's worth a certain amount of money on the books on the base of its capital its cash its going concern etc its custom and that is very different and so if you're building a business and it's a company it's accruing value it should be accruing value um based on those things and there are tax liabilities around them depending on how long they're going to last for depreciate over um but it it's something separate to you that will accrue value which is important because this might be something you want to sell later on um so you might have assets you might have an intellectual property um, it's not the staff but it's the intelligence in in the business the actual written intelligence or design or logos or uh, registered trademarks um software that you've written uh, and all the hardware from you you know your your um, film printer in the office your computer right up to your, your presses and so on and they have a whole corporate you know body 
sized uh, company value. And that's uh, another um, benefit. And because of that, another benefit is that it's easier to sell. If you want to sell your company, it's easy because it's kind of packaged legally as an entity. So you can pick that up and sell it to someone. It's also, there are other benefits around things like salary sacrifice, which you can do through your company. You can offer that to your staff or through yourself. Um, you can buy a car that way. There are rules about what you can use the car for and what you can't use it for. Um, as a director, someone who owns a share of the company, which might be 100%, if you're the sole director, um, or a percentage, you can also get paid by way of a dividend as opposed to a salary or perhaps to top up a salary, which has a better tax implications. So there are some tax benefits around, but there is a thing called company tax in Australia. I think it's um, corporation tax in the UK, um, where if you make a profit, you have to pay the government percentage of that profit. But there are ways to manage your accounts and your, your revenue based on your strategy about how you you utilize that capital to reduce the amount of tax that you pay to the government. Um, so there are real benefits. There's a couple of hard things there. You need good accountants. You need to learn how to do accounting yourself. Maybe it's not that hard. Um, you maybe need to do what we call monthly management accounts to keep your finger on the pulse and work out the general trajectory of the company and where it's going. I think personally, it's easier to employ people. If you're a sole proprietor, um, you're more likely to subcontract work to other people and get them to be you know, sole proprietors themselves, as opposed to um, employing them as part of your entity. As a company, that's much easier to employ people because it's a legal entity that employs people. So I part own the Ministry of Shirts with someone else. And um, it's not a partnership, it's a company. And I'm the CEO director, so the main steering person. The other one's the production director. And um, I manage that company by managing the accounts, managing the revenue, but I'm actually just an employee of the company. So the body that is the company employs me. So it's easier to set up other employees. They're just another employee. They may not be a shareholder. It might be just a regular employee, let's say, um, but it's easier that they are part of that. Now, that also means the company has to pay their superannuation. So in Australia at this current time, um, the pension superannuation is 10.5% of salary. So that money has to be found within the um, general revenue and the income of the business. So that's an additional um, burden on the, on the company. But I think it is easier to employ people it's easier to get finance because of the corporate structure of the entity it's easier to manage the accounts in my opinion um, especially in terms of uh, forecasting based on on year on year um, and you can also sell shares in the company to attract investment so if you're wanting to get some external investment into the business you could offer some shares to another company or to other individuals or, or um, cooperatives or whatever it may be um, to actually inject cash into the business and to give them a small portion of the company by way of shares. So it's quite a, 
um, flexible model. It's got tax implications. It's got structural legal implications, but it's it's actually once you get into it, it's quite a flexible model that you can use to work well for you. And it's, as I said earlier, if you are a sole trader, um, so um, just running on your own, really, you can migrate from being a sole trader to a, a corporation, an incorporation, a business, a, a company. I mean, um, just takes a bit of a form filling. It's not hard to set up a company. There's a fee associated with it. You can do it online and go through your lawyer if you want to spend more money. Um, but it isn't necessarily uh, that hard to establish. So that's the reason I think companies are better. There's less liability for you as the directors and owners of the company. It's a better model for accruing value. It's an easier model to sell. It's easier to get finance to, to raise capital through it. You might even migrate it to a PLC if you get big enough later on. It's an easier model to employ people. Um, but there are rules associated with it. So in Australia, you need to check, check the ASIC website, Australian Securities and Investment Commission. They're the people that manage uh, the register for all companies um, to work out exactly how a company runs. Um, there are a number of very simple things. Companies normally have constitutions, which says this is what we are, this is who we are, this is how we structure, <coughs> excuse me, this is how we operate. This is our market. <coughs> I've caught the cold over here in Britain. Um, or is it man flu? Who knows? Um, so there are um, structures that you need to look at with ASIC and work out um, what, what your requirements are in, in setting it up. But it's not that hard. And it's a fun thing, uh, running a business of any kind, or at least it could be, should be. Um, but running a company, I think, gives you more leverage. And last but not least, and I wouldn't underestimate the importance of this one from the perspective of brand. Um, this is going to maybe sound a bit harsh. I don't know. But it's commonly perceived that companies are, in the business world, they're taken a bit more seriously than a sole proprietor. That's not to suggest that one would or could necessarily do better financially than the other but if your position is to have a big brand um it's unlikely or rather it's probably better for me to say it's likely that if you're a company you'll get a bit more kudos um uh, around that than a sole proprietor but many many sole proprietors do absolutely fine you don't need a cool company structure so why are we talking about all of this well just to conclude why would you want to really run a company well I've given you a bunch of reasons that running a company is uh, beneficial but the key question you want to ask and if you're starting a company you might say well, I don't need to ask that question yet Sam you know I'm just getting going but if it affects the way that you structure your company your business you should and that is what am I looking to do long term in terms of getting out of the business um you might say it's a bit early for me to think that, but the sooner you start thinking it, the sooner you'll start planning it um, and you'll build your company in the right shape to do that. So if your strategy long term is to build a business to sell, then it's unequivocally better to start that business as a company, to trade as a company, to build the value, the assets, the IP, 
the going concern, the custom, and so on. Um, in terms of the customer's adherence to your company rather than to you individually, because it's easier to package and easier to sell. And you might say, well, I just don't want to think about that yet. You should. You really should. Um, could save you a lot of hassle down the line. Okay, well, that's my um, brief um, explanation of different business types. Hope that's helpful. Um, feel free to send me an email or um, just dr drop in a comment if you think that's appropriate and uh, happy to try and answer that. As for now, all the best and uh, speak to you again next time. Cheers.